For tonight's open space, we are now joined by students from Delia Memorial School, Kalipad. Welcome, guys. All right. And here they are introducing themselves. Hello. So um, I'm Michael, and I'm from 5IB. Hello. I'm May, and I'm from 5IB. Hello. I'm Mercy. I'm from 5IB. Hi everyone, I'm Mozma from 5B. Alright, welcome to Open Space. Tonight we are here to talk about um, discrimination, to talk about ethnic minorities in Hong Kong. I mean, this is something that we need to keep talking about because it's still not addressed enough. So I want to come to you first of all about your personal experiences. Um, on a daily basis, do you face discrimination? Do you feel like it's a big issue in Hong Kong? Well, um, I can start. Okay. So then um, I would say that people have been more open-minded as of recently. Mm -hmm. I did not feel discrimination um, as discriminated compared to when I was younger. Right. So when I was younger, I still remember people on the streets giving me different type of looks. And um, people would say really bad things thinking that I don't understand Chinese. But then when I do reply in Cantonese or maybe like they're behind me in the back of a line when I'm lining up to get food, mm. I would talk to the um, cashier in Chinese. And order in Chinese. Yes, and then I'll get them um, freaked out because they understand that I've heard everything they've said. Yeah. And I wish people wouldn't see things at surface level. I understand that I do not look Chinese, but um, my background, I'm half Chinese. I'm also half Nigerian. I grew up here. I was born here. I consider myself as a Hong Konger. Mm. So at the same time, being discriminated makes me understand both sides, but then I can resonate with the locals as well as the ethnic minorities. Mm. That is actually a really valuable perspective of life. You know, you understand both cultures and you understand, you know, how to really navigate between yes. the two very different worlds. I mean, that is that is a skill, girl. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. What about your personal experiences? Um, I guess I'll speak. Um, similar to Mercy, I'm also half Chinese and um, I'm also half Filipino. And I personally say, I think like the perspective is different for everyone. So like sometimes if they see me as more of a Chinese person, they would maybe uh, perhaps speak to me in Chinese, but at the same time, they would be like, oh, maybe you don't really look Chinese, even though you are Chinese. So they will just respond in English, even though knowing the fact that I'm Chinese, mm. like I can fully understand, I can fully speak to you. Right. So they're still going to speak to me in English, assuming mm. like I do not have the skills. And in a way, I feel kind of offended, but at the same time, it's been too used to. So I kind of grew up here like since forever. Mm. So I kind of got used to it and I kind of brushed it off. But it's still a little thing that like got stuck in my head. But at the same time, I love the people here. Mm. They're, they've been very accepting. So yeah. Yay. That's good to know. That's good to know. Is it mostly a language thing or do you think it goes deeper than that? I think um, the language is definitely a problem, the mm. language barrier, um, because we're from the ethnic minorities background. I'm from Pakistan, right. so that's my ethnicity. So I think the language is there. That's the main problem. But apart from language, I think a lot of other factors, behaviors, culture, your eating habits or all of those things also contribute to it. But yes, language mainly, yes, once they know you can speak Chinese, the the attitude towards you is a little bit is slightly different okay. it's much i will say nicer right but uh, I, as 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 for myself um since i speak i do speak chinese uh, when when the people when the local people say oh you speak chinese and then you know the shock and the surprise on their faces sometimes mm. um if it's like am i not supposed to speak it <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it's yes language is there so but yes, 
for a fact, there's always two sides. Mm. There are people who are discriminating, but there are a lot of people that I've met who are accepting my culture, who are accepting me, who are always motivating us to learn better and, yeah. you know, to uh, get rid of this uh, discrimination. Yeah. Oh, adding on, um, at the same time, I think it's more deep rooted than just language because um, I think it also came, it also comes from a place from curiosity and admiration. Mm. Mm. So, um, I remember people often asking about my hair because I have naturally curly hair, right? right? People are like, oh, do you go to the salon? Oh, how did you get your hair to be like that? Uh, tell me which salon you go to. And, <laughs> you know, I, at first I get offended, but then I understand that because it seems unnatural to them. It comes from a place with um, genuine curiosity as if like they want to mm. ask actual questions or maybe even my food um, because... Um, uh, generally speaking, Nigerian food is not really that common. You special, you have to go to a specific place in Hong Kong to even get it. Right. And um, upon looking at it, it looks bizarre. But at the same time, it's just a place where they want to learn your culture. But um, at the same time, because of stereotypes around ethnic minor- minorities, I think that's where a lot of the discrimination comes from because of the uneducation be- behind our cultures or behind our, who we are as a person. Mm. It comes from a place of just um, lack of education yeah. at the end of the day. Lack of understanding mm. or yeah. even having that openness to True. try yes. to understand. All right, coming back to Michael. Yeah, tell me about your daily observations. Oh. Okay, so um, I'm not really someone that really like pays attention much to like people who discriminate me. Like, Good for you. I like usually when I walk around in public, I just listen to music all the time with my earphones, and like I don't really pay attention to the people around me. But when I'm in school, I'm not really allowed to wear earphones, right. so that's when I'm more um, more looking at the people around me. And I feel like this is something I've also like seen before. Um, people in our school are kind of like separated like it doesn't have to be a bad thing mm-hmm. but it's just something that we notice that oh um, um typically the local students in our school are like you know they have their own group they're friends with each other like maybe it's true because of the language but then that's also the same thing as like you know the people um who are also ethnic minorities they mm-hmm. also like group together and um there are instances from time to time where i'm always just like the bystander like i see like the like for example like in my class there's like the chinese well the local students arguing with the ethnic minority students and people don't really want to take a side because it seems like you know there's some like culturally driven but it's not really anything like that sometimes it's just small arguments but then like people tend to stick to the people that you know they're similar to or more familiar with which right. is why i feel like this is also where the issue comes from mm. and i feel like they also get this from their parents mm. because um people don't really like to admit it but sometimes parents are a little bit too honest on what they feel and sometimes that that might influence their children yeah so um maybe a small small example would be someone who's close to me not really like liking the other culture that they were married into Ah. or even like the culture that they belong to i don't know if it's maybe like a sense of pride or something but it feels like sometimes if 
everyone has that sense of pride, right? Then really everyone is still the same. So mm. why not just accept everyone and yeah. still be yourself, you know? Definitely. I do agree. You know, sometimes the influence could be coming from the parents, could mm. be from the last generation, or could be just from aunties and uncles that they heard from. Because the past generation were even more close to their own race or their own group you know they don't really necessarily want to branch out out of their comfort zone too far to make friends let alone to try to understand so coming from that point of view comparing it to now our generation right now we are super open yeah. to at least trying to understand because at least we have the internet at least we can do some research and at least we probably speak better English as well so that we are able to at least break down that language barrier and start communicating from that level on and then hopefully we'll understand each other more and that it would just be choosing a friend instead of choosing a race to be friends with yes. which I think is the ultimate goal again we just heard from Morisma, Mercy, May and Michael and they're all coming from Delia Memorial School Glee Path it's wonderful having you on the show thank you guys thank so, you much. so much